North Park Illinois. The conversation continues right now now, with Dominic DePrima on First Things First. Right now, right now, we're continuing our judicial conversations. Look, this is your election information station and um, really... um, very pleased to be doing this service. It it helps me too. I got to know who to vote for for judge, <laughs> uh, and so we have another uh, potential justice uh, joining us. Judge joining us in the studio. He's a father, husband, a public defender, another public defender. This one uh, born and raised in the city of Inglewood. He's ha- got nearly fifteen years of experience as an attorney for the L.A. County Office of the deputy public defender representing indigent individuals accused of crimes. He's handled hundreds of cases, including misdemeanors, felonies, and juvenile petitions. George Turner, welcome. Good morning. Running for seat number 39. Uh, You went to UCLA. You went to uh, UCLA Law. Um, All that good stuff. Why this job? Why, Why the bench? So um, this is a, a there's a variety of reasons why uh, I think I'd be a, a great uh, judge. But, um, you know, I was a part of this group of people who worked hard to see the laws changed. Um, we realized that mass incarceration didn't work. We realized that um, if if putting people in cages was going to make the community safer, we'd be the safest work community in the world because <laughs> we put so many people in cages. Right. And so the law changed, um, whether it be Prop 57, whether it be Prop 47, whether it be Measure H or Measure J, whether it be the laws changing around the bail schedule. So many things have changed in the law. And then, you know, you walk into the courtroom And things hadn't changed. And so part of the reason why I decided that, you know, I wanted to be a bench officer is because, or a judge, excuse me, same thing. Uh, Part of the reason why I wanted to be a judge is because the way that we can make these laws real is by putting people on the bench who are willing to apply the law. You know, it's funny. People often say, well, you know, you have this sort of progressive slant or, you know, you're a public defender. Will you follow the law? Well, my decision to run for judge is actually inspired by my desire to follow the law as it currently stands. Right. So because, I mean, we, we do hear the commentary a lot of time that um, judges don't have enough latitude. They're locked in by these, you know, mandatory minimum sentences and such. But you're saying they have more latitude maybe than we think in certain instances? In a host of instances. Um, it, you know, it is it's very funny. Um, you know, when you look at things like whether or not bail is going to be set, there's a significant amount of latitude. When you think about um, whether or not an option for diversion, which is another sort of option that people have, um, the judges are the ones who make that final decision. So even in the most serious cases, there's a lot of latitude that bench officers or judges have. Um, But um, the overwhelming majority of cases are not serious. And yet we have so many people sitting in county jail. Right. So what the the numbers are, something like sixty five hundred people sitting in county jail right now who have not been convicted of anything. That's larger than the incoming class at UCLA. I'm a Bruin. Go Bruins. Yeah, I see. <laughs> so those sixty five hundred people you're referring to, I don't have the data, so I'm, I'm taking your word for it right now. Those people are pre-trial. Correct. And when you say not serious, is that what you're referring to? Or are there certain categories of crime that you think we should be dealing with 
differently. Absolutely. So um, it's funny because both serious and violent, those are those are, are terms of art in the law. So serious cases and violent cases are strikes. Right. These are cases that you can get a significant amount of prison time for um uh, laws that or crimes that are on a list that are supposed to be uh, treated differently than other sort of crimes. That's a very small percentage of the cases that we actually get in Los Angeles County Superior Court. Most are misdemeanors. Um, and, you know, the, most of these cases, you'd be surprised to see how much latitude and how much um how how easy it is to make a sort of decision on someone's life that could have long-term consequences for uh, conduct that the average Angelino would probably say, I, I don't know if we want to put someone in prison for, you know, a significant amount of time for this sort of conduct. Mm. Um, you are the um, supervising public defender of the mobile homeless unit with the public defender's office. And one of the trickiest things, we only have a minute and a half here. We'll continue on the other side to make sure you get your full 15 minutes here. Appreciate you. Um, you know, this is one of the most challenging challenging uh, issues we have right now, unhoused people. For police, for judges, for district attorneys, um, why do you think you're experience in this area is going to be helpful on the bench absolutely so i am the deputy in charge of the homeless mobile unit our specific edict is to help unhoused folks um get their records cleared or people who are unhoused or at high risk of being unhoused getting their record cleared so that they can have access to you know so they can pass a background check when it's time to get a home or or, or an apartment or when it's time to apply for a job um and why this is so important specifically um is because so many uh of our neighbors are unhoused you know one of the the growing population is folks who work 40 hours a week and are still unhoused yeah. because of the cost of housing and so um, the law has changed to sort of open up the number of cases uh, where people can get their records expunged or vacated. Um, and once again, the law has changed, but uh, the way the practitioners uh, haven't changed. Um, and so uh, part of the edict of the public defender's office specifically is to help change folks or help to get folks um, to have their records cleared. Right. Getting fo people up to speed with what is actually uh, what is actually allowable, permissible, and possible in today's in today's environment? George Turner is with me. He is looking for your vote for seat number thirty nine as a judge. We'll continue the conversation when we come forward on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. The station you turn to when you had it up to here with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. This is KBLA Talk fifteen eighty, where hate loses and love wins. And we're talking with attorney uh, George Turner. Um, he's running for judge, uh, seat number 39, also part of the slate known as the Defenders of Justice. And I, I guess um, the question is, I'll, I'll ask you a similar question to what I asked Erica Wiley, which is, how does being a dad um, impact your outlook? I think, you know, as black parents, we have extra care, <laughs> let me put it that way, about the law and how it touches our children. Absolutely. So I am a father of three black boys. Um, and um, 
it is nothing like holding your first son in your hands for the very first time and realizing that it is your responsibility to make sure that the world um, is safer for him and prepared for him. And um, one of the things that I have been concerned about is that, you know, I grew up smack dab in the middle of the era of mass incarceration. So I grew up during the era where, you know, they say third grade test scores determine whether or not whether or not they'll build prisons. Well, they're talking about my third grade test scores over the past half century. The states built 23 prisons, three colleges. Um, and so when I when I held my oldest son, I said, I need to do everything that I can to make sure that we are um that I'm creating a world that is going to um, encourage him and fulfill him. And now that I have two other two other boys, I definitely want to create this sort of um, environment where um, their their needs, wants, and hopes are encouraged. And um, that's part of the re- also part of the reason why I'm running and why I want to be a bench officer. Um, uh, we've we've tried mass incarceration. We've given it the old college try, and it hasn't worked. Um, and I'd like to see a world where I can say, you know, that I was responsible or at least helpful uh, toward building more colleges and um, encouraging more programs. Um, so that 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 is it's part of my, my edict. What, what are your hobbies? What do you do for fun? <laughs> so uh, father of three, full time public defender and also ready for a, a, a for judge. <laughs> Uh, free time is uh, so so sleeping is your hobby <laughs> exactly so honestly uh i have uh, two two things that i do enjoy uh, i'm up early in the morning in the gym um i do spend time in the gym early early in the morning uh, mostly because it helps uh, to clear my mind um you know as a high school athlete you know usually you exercise and you know you're trying to what athlete what what, what sport what high school born and raised in inglewood california which means i love basketball i went to morningside high school okay. go monarchs <laughs> um so yeah so you know you, you you grow up playing basketball you're like oh well the only reason why i work out is to to get in shape but actually um working out is helpful to clear my mind and um i've picked up uh, puzzles recently so uh Mm. i really uh enjoy putting i have i have a puzzle on my uh, kitchen table right now (laughs) (laughs) i knew there was something there um you you also have spent a lot of time you know obviously in your work with the unhoused uh, dealing with uh people having mental health crises um tell me how that could or should inform your work on the bench. Absolutely. So um, there are two specific populations that uh, are greatly overrepresented um, in the courtroom, and they're unhoused people, our unhoused neighbors, and folks who suffer from mental illness. You know, over my career, that is the specific populations that I've been working with um, a lot. More than half of my clients have have suffered from those two issues. Um, And being being a part of... Um, organizing programs to help them and also coming to the realization that uh, putting some someone who has a circumstance that is negatively affecting their lives, putting them in a cage for two or three years and then sending them back into the community doesn't actually change their circumstances. Right. So that's why they come back to the courtroom. It's why you need programs that will help people who have mental health issues to get there to 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 have um, counseling and have medication if necessary. Necessary. It's why uh, care courts, care courts, exactly. Whether they be care courts, whether they be community based organizations that already um, have populations that they're working with um, 
also with people who are unhoused. I mean, you know, if someone is unhoused, it's highly likely that they're going to end up before a courtroom. Um, and um, being able to, to, to combat that with programs like the ODR court and other sort of courts that help to give people housing. You know, I personally believe that most folks who come before the court, they have circumstances. Circumstances are the reason why they come, come before the court. And if you don't change those circumstances, then they'll be back. Um, that's how you get to public safety is by giving people, you know, housing and access to their needs, um, not by putting folks in cages. It just doesn't work. Got a couple minutes here. George Turner running for seat number 39. What's your vote for me pitch or elevator story? <laughs> um, so first and foremost, I, I, I tell folks that I am born and raised in the community. Um, I am a, a community member. And voting for me will be voting for someone who, uh, when you come into the bench, it'll be somebody who you know, someone who you might see at the local Costco, someone who you might see at the local football game, as opposed to someone who you just have to kind of check off on a on a ballot and not know who they are. Um, also, what I would encourage, uh, what I encourage folks to do, is really consider. Um, how much work it took to change the law as it currently stands and how the only way that we can make sure that those laws become real is if we have bench officers who are willing to apply the law as it stands. And that's exactly what a a vote for George Turner will be. And your website and things, your socials? Absolutely. So my website is George A. Turner for Judge, and the number four, uh, not the F-O-R, but the number four. Um, my social is George Turner for Judge. Um, and my IG is just Turner, not George Turner, just Turner for Judge. And if you have any specific questions for me, you could actually email me at George Turner for Judge at gmail.com. Wow. Okay. Well, good for you. Um, Thank you so much for coming in, sitting down with us. It's a pleasure to meet you. Another uh, public defender seeking your vote for judge. That's George A. Turner, the number four, judge.com. Yes. Dot com. George Turner for judge.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. It was an honor. Thank you so much. All right. We'll meet one of your colleagues when we come forward. Time to judge the judges on KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DiPrima when we come forward.